right, this movie's so lame. Let me make a joke about it, okay? <laughs> so you introduce all jokes. <laughs> and now a joke. And I keep getting closer to you as I say. Yeah, I'm like, Logan, it's a big sectional. Stay oh, here comes your... another joke, Ryan. <laughs> that is just your hand. It's not a joke. No one's laughing now, are they? <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, uh, let's rock it like we whack it over here. Okay. You, no, you whack it like you rock it. I've been doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That explains that's, the rash assuming, and the yeah, throbbing pain. Yeah, rock really hard to begin with, see. So you rock it just as though you were... Wait, what do you do? No, um, you whack it like you rock it. So that's encouraging you to whack it harder than you normally yeah, well, would? if you rock hard, then sure. Who knows, maybe you listen to soft rock, in which case you'd whack softly. Oh, that doesn't sound... Well, that's kind of compelling for a change. This is disgusting, Logan. Well, then you are listening to Critical In episode number 62, Ryan. Uh, okay. Ever done that people know him from? Okay, Rocky three, right? See, I two. Oh, um, I think it was like four. Really? Um, who knows? Yeah, I think it might have been three. I'm not Didn't really... they make five, but then six total now? Am I right about that? <laughs> what does that mean? I, no, I don't know. No, like they made five, and then there was that big oh, one. Oh, then break. Rocky Balboa. Again. Yeah, right, right. I thought that was the fifth. I think they've only made five. That might have been. Yeah, I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I think it's no. I, I think it might be, uh, well, first of all, who's the original Punisher? How could you forget that, Ryan? Yeah, I was about to mention that, yeah. Uh, but no, 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 I think probably Universal Soldier is his best-known film. Wait, we've had uh, two Punishers. In the two movies we did this week, they both had a Punisher in them. That's right! The, the, uh, <laughs> whoa! Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Scott Pilgrim Punisher was a big surprise, too. I really enjoyed and that. And that was a great moment. Yeah, the high-five really made yes. it in there. I, so I, was, I actually thought, like, I, fe- I felt like you were watching the movie with me when that happened. I was like, Logan's laughing at yeah. that. That's that's a good thing here. Um, well, not to jump ahead to the review of Scott Pilgrim, but I'm no. totally gonna buy the movie already. Like yeah. just listen, like just talking about that part. He's like, I already want to see this. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So I think Universal Soldier. Um, the tie-in oh. there is that he uh, Stallone actually wanted to also try to get um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. Um, Steven Seagal, and of all random people, which this he probably would have like brought more. You know, people. This would have really brought the people in. I think Chuck Norris as well. Ah. Now, that sounds like The Expendables. That sounds like the yeah, movie yeah, I paid right. to see, Logan. And all three of those people turned it down. The most notable, uh, uh, Stephen Skull was busy with Machete. Okay. Um, Chuck Norris is probably like, I'm all Christian, how dare you? And then um, the most notable being Sean Claude. And Dam said that uh, like it would, like it there wasn't enough um, depth to the character that he wanted him, that Stallone wanted him to play, uh-huh. which doesn't explain why um, Sean Claude Van Damme's done like three Universal Soldier sequels now. Yeah, but Logan, you missed his big indie turn after uh, JCVD. Now he's all an indie actor, so he can't yeah. go back. Oh, man. Yeah. I guess so. But then that also means he can't do anything else. Because who else wants him for their indie only film? Only Stallone, yeah. Like, he was only playing himself, too, in that <laughs> movie. So, um, But yeah, so, kids, this week we saw Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. um, The Expendables. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you want to start with here? Do you want to start in the order I saw them? Which I don't know. Do you, can I ask you which order you saw them in? I saw Expendables and Scott Pilgrim, which I think is the way to do it. Okay. And what did you do? Um, did, was this on the same day? Yes. This was a okay. double feature, back to back. I broke it up for a quite funny reason. Um, I saw Scott Pilgrim first, um, and then the next day I saw The Expendables. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I did that was because my girlfriend wanted nothing to do with The Expendables. <laughs> okay. So she's like, I need a day, Logan. I'm like, okay, I'll go see The You're like, I need a day. She's like, I need a day when you don't drag me to a terrible movie for your podcast, <laughs> for God's sakes. I'm like, but things blow up. But we're going to go see Screwballs. <laughs> like, Logan, it's not playing anywhere. There's no theater showing Screwballs. Playing my pants. Oh, no God. playing Screwballs. Things Stop. overheard on every date Logan tries Dating to Dating a retard. Anyway. Hey, lady, let's go see Screwballs tonight, okay? <laughs> I'm calling random numbers in the phone book. And then, and somehow, somehow one out of every couple of girls says yes. And uh, that's how you get a girlfriend. That's how I get a girlfriend. That's the only way. That and I, I send out uh, letters. It's a beautiful um, process. <laughs> yes. 
Um, <laughs> to to no. prisoners that he sent letters to? <laughs> to, to anybody who will accept them. <laughs> I'm like a lawn service. President of a Screwballs fan club. <laughs> like, look, have you even seen Screwballs? <laughs> it's a movie? Oh, a movie? <laughs> oh, no. Wow. This is better. I've seen Screwball Hotel. Does that count? <laughs> it's the yes, sequel. That is, that is the third one in the in the series. There are more um, than one Screwball movies. Yes, Ryan. There's Screwballs two, Screw on Bali, and then there's I might have made that up. And then there's Screwball Hotel. Okay. Wow. Seriously, they they all own a hotel. In the, in the, cause they Each? graduate. They, well, well, <laughs> they're all rival hotel owners. <laughs> That's what I would they do. Lock. <laughs> Need to say. Screwball. I have the sexiest hotel. No, I have the sexiest hotel. That's when all the clothes come off. And they yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They couldn't get the Benny Hill theme, apparently. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's the Hills Have Eyes. What's Craven directed? <laughs> right, that's right. Um, okay, yeah. So, Scott Pilgrim, Expendables. Uh, you want to start with Expendables, then? Yeah, let's start with Expendables. So, okay, cool. I was hoping this movie would be what it advertised well, to itself. What? Hello? Come in. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about advertising. Well, okay, it's worth saying that um, uh, we'll start each conversation by this, because it's really interesting about both films. Um, we're talking about now the film that was number one this week. Yeah, um, that was so it, it, weird. The weird thing is, no, it's not that weird because I, I thought it was weird too. But then when I looked into it, everyone predicted it. Um, it was predicted that this film would open at number one, um, and it did. It actually opened a lot bigger than people thought it would. Um, and Stallone's already talking about a sequel now. And Scott Pilgrim's number five. Like that's a ch- yeah. That's I'll a have to say that until we got to Scott Pilgrim. But yes, Scott Pilgrim opened at number five, um, which most people predicted four. Um, so it's, they're not too far off in there. Um, right now, it's uh, it's lost a lot of money. Uh, it'll, you know, in the end, though, I, you know, I once read that there's no more flops really in Hollywood anymore because now there's they make so much money off of, um, uh, you know, there's domestic box office, of course, and foreign box office brings in all sorts of crazy cash. Uh, then with DVD and Blu-ray and selling the rights to TV, like they, in the end, they end up making all their money back. Well, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a huge DVD movie. Um, yes, it will be, and it's, uh, but you know, opening number five might be a good thing for Scott Pilgrim because that could t- easily turn into like a cult film, um, and people will be like, well, you didn't, you weren't cool enough to see this movie in theaters, blah blah. Um, I think positive word of mouth might travel around about it, but uh, in the end, I, I don't think enough people have seen it. I don't, I don't think it's going to move up the charts at all. But, you know, one of the funny things about the whole thing is that this is really, really bad for Scott Pilgrim. It was beaten by two films that have been out for a while now, uh, one of them being Inception, which is, man, this marks like the fifth week, I think, Inception's in the top five. Jeez. Good for it. Yeah, um, good for it, but, I, you know, not, the, not at the expense of Scott Pilgrim. Well, yeah, I think so, because to be honest, uh, well, you know, we can save it more for the review. But I, there's no reason to really see Scott Pilgrim again in theaters. Uh, while uh, Inception, you do benefit from seeing over and over again. There's a lot more to that film. Um, but, you know, what does eh. that matter? Let's talk about the Expendables. Eh. Really. All right, all right. Expendables. So, um, yeah. So my big question about the Expendables was, who was that one bald guy, Logan? Who am I supposed to know him from? Is he just some random oh. guy, or am I just completely missing some like part of my action movie knowledge? Well, first of all, Ryan, they're all old, okay? I get that. So they're all old and bald. Sure. Um, second of all, I don't think you're talking about uh, old Bullethead himself, Jason Statham. No, no, I'm not talking about Statham. I'm not talking about Terry Crews. I'm talking about like just the old like, cauliflower-eared bald guy. Oh, uh, yes. That would be like either Randy or Robbie Coltrane or something like that. <laughs> yeah, wrestler Ryan from our high school days. Oh, really? Remember we made fun of that one weird eerie he has? <laughs> yeah, no. Then we went to prom with him. <laughs> and I told you not to say anything about the one weird ear. It was the first thing you said. I said it was attractive on him. I didn't think it was, I mean... No, okay, second, the second thing. I, I think it was the second thing. Well, first I said hello. Yeah. Okay. Then I said, what's the fuck with the ear? Mostly. That's it, right. That, so it was the second thing. I was right. Randy, oh, Randy Couture, or whatever. There we go. I have heard of him now that I see his name. I think he's like, ultimate fighting champion. <laughs> okay. Retro pick. One of the... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, retro pick, <laughs> ultimate fighting champion. <laughs> I, I snuck that in there. World um, extreme cage fighting. What? There we go. No, you have to though. That's ultimate how you know him, Brian. That week he spends a prize cage fighter in Tijuana. I was the prize for a cage fighter though. That was the problem. Was Win this the, fat yeah, dumpy white kid. Anybody wanted? Yes, I know. Nobody participated. I'm from the burbs, Mister. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'll do your laundry, you guys. Anyone? Takers? Anyway. Then Wolverine came in, and it was Canada, and everything was, was fine. Was, everything was better. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's him. Um, it's funny, because this is a film that built itself, um, and still is, huh. as having, like, it's an 80s throwback film, okay, right, sure. Ryan? Um, it's, there's not going to be really any technology. It's just going to be, like, muscles and bullets, right? And, like, 
people are going to get their head punched off and things like that. Sure. And also, you know, we're going to get all those great uh, actors from the 80s that made you love action movies to begin with. Didn't really realize that the movie's only about, actually, like, three of them, I think, are given something to do. Yeah, maybe um, really, two. Really, one of them more than anybody, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, you really don't see those classic ones very often. Um, and then when you really start to look at the movie, when you this isn't until, like, when you're walking away from the theater, you start to, you're like, oh, hey, wait a minute! You realize that only Stallone was really in this film, as far as, like, the classic old ones go. And then you realize you never were a fan of Stallone anyway. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's obviously, it's a group of mercenaries. It's technically, as the poster will tell you, it's Stallone, right? Uh, oh. And Bruce Willis, okay, see, super secret, he's not in the movie. Uh, Schwarzenegger has a cameo, we'll talk about that. He's not in the movie either. Yeah, um, they, it's really that one scene that you see in the trailer, and it'd been better if they just would have kept that secret. Yeah. It's funny, because it's shot in such a way that it's a big reveal. Yeah. Um, it's probably the best scene in the movie, too. It's actually funny. There's a great swipe at Schwarzenegger, too. Um, I read he did that for free. Did you, know, did you read about that? He probably had to. Or, I mean, he probably yeah. thought it would be politically right. the best thing to do. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so that, And then that's, as far as I'm concerned... Oh, okay, Dolph Lundgren. He is kind of yeah. in the movie. You know, okay, you give, give him the points. He, he, well, he gets points for being... Whoa, whoa, he's still alive for being that guy. Well, basically. Um, Randy Couture, who we just talked about, who I'd have no clue if With he's no, impressive to people or not. Hide, they, Ryan, yeah. Mickey Rourke. Okay, he's in the movie. He doesn't really do anything in the movie, except that he has the yeah. only good moment of acting in the entire movie. Okay. but he's I, I don't the, think you've seen a movie like this for acting anyway, but go ahead. No, but he's not involved in the plot of the movie. He's just sort of no. hanging out. And now we've pretty much, I think, covered, unless I'm forgetting somebody, all the old all the old guard. Like, I don't count Jet Li or Jason well, Statham as an old 80s yeah, action but, hero. Come on, like, Mickey Rourke's not an old 80s action hero either. If anything, okay. he was just doing, he was, he was discovering talkies in the 80s, At least right? he's in action, at least he was in movies in the 80s. Yeah, like, that's I mean, true. That's right. In one, I believe. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay. Um, and then so in those two, and then it's like Terry Crews. I'm like, well, Terry Crews in those Old Spice commercials. I guess he's kind of manly. And then, Wait, uh, yeah. And then, um, uh, who else am I forgetting? Nobody important though. Like, so, so the cast was a little bit like. I mean, obviously you wanted Bruce. You wanted Stallone, Bruce Willis, and Schwarzenegger, and maybe Jean Claude Van Damme is who you want. Yeah, and Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris. Right, right. Norse. Yeah. You didn't get that. So, but okay. We're already a little bit disappointed, but it'll be okay. It'll be okay. The Expendables will be great. So you go and you watch it, and it's like, uh, the there's some kind of like very short action scene at the beginning to sort of get you into it. And there was that was like one of the movie's actually like best moments because a dude gets like half his body blown off, which is pretty cool. And Dolph Lundgren says something like, you know, 80s style witty of like, oh, shot a little too low, you know, something like, hey, yeah, right, right. hey, ooh, Dolph Lundgren, ooh, hey. no respect. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they got Ronnie Dangerfield. I forgot about that. <laughs> Great 80s action stuff. Uh, <laughs> that explosion scene, Caddyshack. And, yeah. And Ladybugs. Right, school Days. Uh, school Days 2, The Reckoning. Robert Downey Jr., School yeah. Days Origins. No. And uh, and then there was that. And then, like, they there's, like, a good, I swear, it must have been, like, 45 minutes where nothing happens. Yeah, that was really disappointing. Yeah. You know, but it's funny because that's, you know, supposed to be what they're setting up story. There's no actual story here. Of, I have uh, no and, and, idea what this uh, movie was about. It's literally, Ryan, a movie where they're like, okay, we're going to go to the place where the story's supposed to happen. Okay, let's go there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, this is cool, but now we got to get out of here. We're in trouble. Wow, I'm glad we got out of there. You know, let's go back to that place where the story was happening, but I'll go by myself this time. Wow, I'm glad I'm back here. Oh, no, got to go back. Okay, guys, now we're all going to go back to the place where the story was happening this time. That really is the actual layout of the movie. It's so freaking weird. It's, yeah. Um, it's incredibly and- weird. It's like they, they're like, okay, with this big mission, they get all, like, eight dudes or whatever together, five, and they're like, all right, it's, we have yeah. this big mission. We're going to go to this, uh, you know, this island country. They don't actually explain what they're doing at all. They only take, like, two the first time. See, this is, like, how badly put together this movie is. Well, yeah, but no, they, say, they tell everybody, we're all going to go. Okay, we're all in. Let's go. And then only Stallone and Jason Statham show up. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe the other guys are going to show up later. Then they escape, and they're like, mission not successful, but high five! Yeah. Like, well, okay, I guess that part of the movie's over. And then later when they go back, like, Terry Crews and Jet Li are all like, oh, not that again. I'm like, you weren't there the first time. <laughs> the first time. I heard it was terrible, though. I don't understand. Um, okay, so we got all these, like, plot problems in this movie, right, Ryan? And the other thing, besides, like, Stallone, obviously, co-writer and the director of this movie. Uh-huh. Um, so, of course, he's going to give himself a lot to do. Because Stallone's still trying to, like, you know, perpetuate his own myth of being awesome. Mm-hmm. But the awesome people in this movie are not giving much to do. Like, I, I feel like Statham had, like, one cool scene, like, in the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Um, Jet Li, who's, you know, known for all his cool fighting styles and everything, was only given really one scene, too. And that was kind of overshadowed, like, literally. Like, it's in a lot of shadows and darkness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even um, get to do much many martial arts. It's mostly yeah, just it's sort of true. clone quarter fighting. Yeah. Like, there's... 
there's so much disappointment in having all these people together. Um, if you Bruce see Willis, Jet Li in the movie with a gun, you've did something wrong. Yeah, exactly right. Um, like Bruce Willis is cool with that, but I've already told you this. I think that scene's really cool. Um, but I, I don't know. In the end, this movie is kind of disappointing because. I guess you and I had built this up in our heads for a while, mm-hmm. based solely on the trailer and the stuff we were reading. You know, this is one of those movies that was easy to sell, I guarantee it, because someone, all you do is write down the cast of this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I would have joined, too, the cast that is. Well, it's, uh, it's built, first of all, just since you're talking about the plot, the plot is that something about, I, okay, I really yeah. seriously don't know what this movie was about. It's something about going to an island and helping an island, because there's like this, this like, drug lord there or something, but then the daughter of the drug lord is trying to overthrow him, too, and Salone is in love with the daughter, even though he only met her for two seconds. Something like that is the plot. And then they come back, and there's like this other American evil CIA guy. Uh, and there's like some oh, yes. loose Eric description Roberts. of well, Eric Roberts. There's some loose dis- description of that played over Salone, Statham, and Jet Li's eyes. And I have no clue why that was the case. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin is there for some reason. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. And he doesn't do anything either. Which is kind of good. Um. <laughs> I, and, and then there's – it's just a bunch of like – it's not even good action though, you know? Like at least I didn't think so. Like, Well, I guess in the end, this movie is a, a, a huge mess. It's um, almost unforgivable in that way because it like it digs its own hole and it keeps doing it. It's, there, you get to the point where there's, it's hard to like the people in it and what's going on and anything about it. Um, but much like – I think I said these same things about the A-Team. Uh, much like that, as long as you turn your brain off, I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, you said you didn't like the action that much. I, I liked a lot of the action sequences. Um, I liked the fact that there wasn't like a lot of high-tech gadgetry and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which that you know I, it stuck true to. I guess it's like '80s roots of stuff blowing up. But it, as far as like an '80s comparison goes, this is more along the lines of Commando people. Um, not like one of those like great '80s films. One of those '80s ones you'd watch maybe like um, like late at night on cable, perhaps when you'd had a few drinks. One of those because you don't need to pay attention to anything that's going on. You just kind of sit back and, and watch the mayhem and listen for the one-liners. But it's funny because I really I really feel like they just like had an opening scene in this movie and then like nothing else. Because right even then like the one-liners stop too, like the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, when he gets like his big chance to like, kill the bad guy. I mean, you were talking about the opening scene, that's so why I have to get back to that. When he gets his like big chance to kill the bad guy, there's not even a great one-liner and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like it's all the stuff that I didn't like from 80s movies. Like long, boring, unbelievable so think, romance scenes. Yeah, and so like, I think Commando's a good comparison here. Yeah, and then like, you know, sort of kind of badly shot action. Like, there were well done 80s action movies, but this is more akin to, like you said, like a, a cheesy Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. movie. And it's right, like, right. This is not like a Die Hard. And um, you can enjoy the cheesiness of an 80s movie. I didn't like really realize this until watching The Expendables, but you can enjoy the cheesiness of like an 80s action movie just for like how over-the-top melodramatic it is. But then when you actually make a new one, you're like, you should know better at this point, shouldn't you? Like, that's not even enjoyable from like an ironic perspective. I think – well, see, that's the other thing, though. I, I thought it was going to be more of like a – not quite tongue-in-cheek, but along yeah. those like more of like an irony type, line, an irony type lines. It's but not it self-aware. Yeah, right, right. It really was just like maybe he built it that way when he's pitching it and when he actually was like going around promoting the film. But it's not like that at all. It really is just like a straightforward like Stallone action movie. Right. It's um, not winking at the camera. Right, right. Uh, which I guess I kind of wanted more moments like that. And I guess the only time you really get that's the the Willis Schwarzenegger Stallone scene. Um, but in the end, uh, it is a disappointment. But it's not like a disappointment that I regret seeing. Um, I it's I'd save it for Netflix if I was you. Yeah, I honestly I I gave it uh, a five when I was walking into the theater because uh, I was like, well, it's like I had some there's some good moments. I like the Schwarzenegger scene a little, you know, kind of just like because I just like that that happened, um, even though the scene itself was just whatever. Uh, yeah. I liked this and I mean I've been telling you that I wanted to get back to Schwarzenegger forever, so I was happy to see him on the screen. I I liked Mickey Rourke's one big scene in the movie because I thought that it was actually the only legitimate piece of acting in the movie. Um. Uh, and so I was like, oh, you know, even though it didn't make much sense, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It's like mediocre, I'll give it a five. But then the more I thought about it, and I talked to other people who had seen it, uh, I was like, you know, I don't even know what that movie was about, and I couldn't actually recall anything that I enjoyed. Like, um, towards the end of the movie, when they, they storm this castle, essentially, they, they go, you know, the, the action starts getting really over the top and crazy, and, like, you're supposed to be, like, super into it. Like, yeah, this is the big climax. I literally stopped watching the movie. Like, I just sort of my eyes glazed over and I remember it actually happening in the theater where I'm like I'm just not enjoying this like I actually turned you know how you know I think that uh, to the person next to me and introduce myself <laughs> Brian the Georgia of critical <laughs> you know I'd like to touch you 
no, I I uh, I stopped looking. I guess I stopped looking at it critically. And you might say that wasn't a good thing to do. But like, I stopped trying to analyze why I wasn't enjoying it. And I was just like, you know, I'm not. I this is not for me. I'm not liking this anymore. And I stopped. I literally stopped participating in it. So well, I don't think this is a movie that you're supposed to participate in to begin with. I think this is like I said. Check your brain. Don't even try to like analyze it in any way. Don't even try to watch it critically. I guess. Um, which is probably the reason it's number one, to be honest with you. Like, people still don't have a need for this sort of thing. And right, and unlike you, I'm not gay. So <laughs> right. I love watching stuff blow up. Um, and I like eating steak. Um, and I love hanging out with the dudes um, in and a then, very gay way. And fucking them opinion. in a hot tub. That's why I was getting to that. Um, um, but it wasn't so, even well yeah, done I, action, I don't think. So anyway. I, I think deliver on action. I mean, it's not, there's nothing memorable about this movie, but I don't think there's anything memorable about an AT remake. Um, so I'm, I'm, see, I'm giving it a five in the end. Um, I think it's worth every bit of that five. I wouldn't rate it even higher as a guilty pleasure. No, I gave it a four. Um, we'll see uh, where he goes with sequels, which I guarantee you are going to happen now. Um, if anything, it's it's a waste of a good cast. It's a waste of a... I guess, if there was a concept here, I guess it was just getting this cast together. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? I want the sequel now, Ryan, where uh, when Schwarzenegger's out of office and they make this sequel, where he actually comes back and he's like, I'm the bad guy now, sucker. Maybe. Um, I, guess I'd, I guess I'd see that. And they all shoot each other. And then Mickey Rourke passes out his chihuahua dies and other things along those lines all right well that all sounds perfect <laughs> let's do that <laughs> write that movie for me. anyway yeah so that's that not that great that's my my review um let's do some trailer talk really quick okay i'm into it i think it's called like going the distance or something like that the drew barrymore justin long film yeah yeah um, i i was not into but then when i actually saw a trailer for it, i was like okay you know i laughed a few times at this could be okay that's because it has charlie from uh from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was really great. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Which is one I'll probably end up rating. But I was kind of surprised. I laughed a few times at that. Um, I saw, man, I can't remember the titles most. He's the Jason Bateman, um, Jeff Aniston one. Right, right, right. Um, which is not memorable at all. And the the funniest thing about that is after now I'm looking back and I'm like that was a movie starring Jason Bateman. It's weird because it has Jeff Aniston in it, but they really didn't play her up much in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Bateman doing crazy things. Uh, but then, along the lines of movies I enjoyed, Ryan, uh, I saw the Buried trailer for the first time. If you want to call it a trailer, it's more like a 14-second spot. I am very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. I thought it was, um, it showed you just enough. Um, I was worried that, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to do an actual trailer after that and call this the teaser. Um, but I was really, I was worried that they actually start trying to show you, like, more than just Act 1. Because um, I don't know how you promote a film like that besides saying, he's buried, and that's it. Yeah. Um, that's all he did in the teaser, and that's all I wanted to well, they—I mean—they had some element of uh, of him like on the phone talking to people, and them like not being able to help him and stuff, which I think is going right. to be a really suspenseful. Uh, yeah, he's like making one phone call and it sort of dies in the middle. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Devil yet again. Which have we talked about Devil on here before? I don't think so, and it's sad it's because that movie looks times. potentially good. If um, if you had told me that was like Sam Raimi's Devil, I would be excited about it at this point. But just seeing you know M Night Shyamalan's name on it, I'm like, all right, fine. What are they in space? Is that the, are they in space? Is that the thing? Well, you, okay, I ah, I, see. I, we, maybe we haven't talked about this because I'm attacking people over this. He besides producing and having a story credit, he has nothing to do with this movie. He did not write. He did not direct it. Well, then why does it say um, M Night Shyamalan at the front? Because he's actually a name that will sell a movie. Really? Um, he, the, this is yes. At he this did not point? write this movie. He did not direct. Yeah, I know. Isn't that the sad thing about this? Yeah. Um, but so because of that, I'm willing to go on a limb here, and you know, I, I to be honest, I totally pray this movie's gonna suck. But I'm gonna go on a limb here, Ryan, say this movie has a possibility of being good. Well, and I've avoided all of um, M Night Shyamalan's movies like the past few years, even the ones that people say are so bad you have to see them. Um, but I will see this movie uh, because of that. Like he, you know, he is an executive producer. He has a story credit. Um, but who knows? There could be something good going on uh, here. And story I credit. Looks, I don't know. Yeah, if if he pitched a story, it was just the end of one. Let me tell you. Uh, let's see. So yeah, I'm I'm tired of seeing the Devil trailer though. But I've seen it enough to like analyze it, actually pick out like who's doing what at certain times, which is way too many times. Let me tell you that. Um, the new Tron trailer. Well, let me just right? say I I will see Devil then because um, if he didn't if Shyamalan didn't direct it, then I have I have some hopes for it. So we know there won't be any long lingering shots of Bruce Willis on a train, which is actually too bad. But anyway, go on. Uh, the Neutron trailer. Didn't see it. Which looks incredibly awesome. The um, I, I it's a twist I wish they would have saved, but it's it's part of the main plot. It's not a twist to the actual film itself. But having um, a Jeff Bridges Flynn from the first film being the bad guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike stuff like Professor X and Wolverine, um, in the beginning of X Men Three, it looks like they're actually doing the effect well this time. Oh, I saw that one. I saw that trailer before, so I have seen that. It does look good. It looks like so, video game Jeff Bridges. That was a little bit weird. 
It, it matches of the world. Maybe that's why they're able to get away with it. Yeah. Um, but I'm into it. Like I think they did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. And the trailer once again let makes it look amazing, and I think they're advertising exactly right. Um, and the fact that they made this movie, Ryan, is just an amazement to me. Mm-hmm. Um, then a few things that have me excited. Uh, the Last Exorcism. Um, I mean, which, I, uh, I hope that's Eli Roth hard. has the story credit for it, executive producing, and I don't expect much from it, but I expect a good time. To be honest, like anything Roth puts his name on, I or stars, and I usually go to see. And I, wish, I really wish he'd stop doing that and just go back to making movies. Seriously, um, he's kind of taking the Tarantino presents approach and just being lazy about it. Um, I hope, but that, it, it could be worthwhile. I think. I hope that turns out to be just more than like some girl contorts in a weird way. The movie. Yeah. I'm hoping that um, it's gonna be. I don't. I, I can't think of a good comparison film, but I'm. I'm hoping that uh, there will be a lot more to it than that. Like. More stuff ends up happening that's you know somewhat scary. Saw 3D, which uh, I put on the website. I'm still glad they're billing that as the final one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't see that trailer. It. It's a fun trailer. It really just like throws everything in your face. With ex- exactly what you expect from a 3D trailer. Mm. Oh, I feel like there was another one. Uh, I think I saw Piranha 3D in front of both films. You and I will be doing that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a good time. But did you see any good trailers, Ryan? Yeah, we saw like two films that were expected to do well at the box office so yeah um beyond what you've mentioned i saw a lot of what you just mentioned but i can't think of anything else that i saw i was trying to think that whole time and i don't really remember like i remember the ones a couple of ones you mentioned but i don't really remember anything that you haven't um and i think it's mostly because i've the ones i've seen were trailers i had already seen elsewhere no nothing really of note okay uh, but anyway uh, after seeing the number one film of the weekend, we stepped down to number five, Ryan. Uh, it's still sad to say. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is a weird world we live in. Yeah. Um, because, I, like, I heard nothing but people wanting to see It's funny, because everyone I know saw Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Everyone I know wants to see Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And yet, when it came out, they're like, yeah, man, I saw Expendables last night. I said, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> Why'd you see the Expendables last night? Yeah, I don't um, get it. Maybe it's like people and, are just used to seeing, oh, I'll see Scott Pilgrim at home. It's a home movie. And even weirder is that uh, actually this is it doesn't say much about either film that I think about. Um, it tells me that school's back in rise. What this tells me uh, when I saw uh, Scott Pilgrim, it was like us and I think two other couples, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I saw Expendables today, uh, there was nobody. It was just me. I saw Expendables with like five elderly couples. Yeah. I don't know why. They were I think they really went to the old. wrong theater. They went to go see the Expendables. See, was it Stallone and his crew of dudes? It was actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. Uh, I couldn't see his face, but he had really saggy, veiny arms. So I think it might have been Stallone. <laughs> might have been Stallone. Hey, I just realized I want Expendables two of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. He's an early '90s action star. Yeah. Anyway, so Scott Pilgrim, okay? Yeah. I'm just saying, go ahead and out and say this, and this is both a good and bad thing. I'll, we'll get to this more as we get into review of the film. It's exactly what you expect it to be, mm-hmm. um, and, it's, and nothing more. Now, that sounds like a bad thing, but it's not exactly a bad thing. Um, Actually, it was a little bit more than I expected, but go on. Uh, well, yeah, I have, I have a, more I want to say about that. But do we even need to talk about the story? Because I think it's a story that uh, it's not, there's not much to this. Um, there's more, there's more uh, depth still than Expendables. Um, well, it's pretty much the, the story you've heard from every trailer and every single commercial. Like the story's that small that they can fit into the commercialization. It's a very simple, high concept. Uh, yeah, guy is in love with this girl. In order to date her, he has to uh, defeat her seven evil exes in basically hand-to-hand video com- video game combat. So video game style, everything's video game stylized, and uh, and the, in the entire story, and the fights are especially so. And when he defeats somebody, they turn into coins, essentially that kind of thing, in order to uh, to win her to her heart. Not really to win her heart, but in order to sort of get everybody out of the way so he can date her. Right. Um, the third film from writer director Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. um, his uh, first, I guess, really non-British film, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that I, it's like a film that action primarily does not take place at all in England, nor does it have a huge cast of just British people being silly. Mm-hmm. Um, used Canadians for that. Right. Um, and his first one to be adapted from something, too, which uh, you've read this series of comics, Ryan? I have. Um, I, when I, I, I've heard good things about the comic, and uh, when I heard it was coming out and that it was, was going to be done by Edgar Wright, I was really excited. And so uh, I think right after I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, man, I've got to read these comics and get up to speed in time to see the movie. So uh, I was waiting for a bus and one day, and I walked into the borders right by this bus, and I was like, uh, what should I buy? And I saw the first trade. 
read it on the bus, and just about by the time I had gotten like home, maybe it was probably eh, maybe like an hour or two after I got home, I kept reading it. I'd already finished the first volume. They're very quick reads, and I immediately went to Amazon and ordered the rest, including the six, which at the time wasn't even out yet. I assume that uh, Brian Brian Leo Malley, I believe, isn't it? Brian Leo Malley, yeah. Uh, gave the the um, the producers of the film some insight as to what the final novel would uh, would be about. Uh, although there are some differences there, but um, that was uh, the uh, my quick comic call question to you is how close does this stay to the comics? Well, from the trailer and from what I had read of the comics, I assumed it was going to stay very close, and that's what what I expected. Then I saw the movie, and it uh, stayed really, 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 really close, except a couple times it added things I really liked. So yes, I, I kind of got that feeling. Is that weird that I was watching? I was like, you know, I can see the comic parts of this. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel I see like the very Edgar Wright stuff too. The, I, mean, I guess a lot of that would be more like the the. Um, like the movie TV in jokes kind of um, stuff you can really only put into a movie. Yeah, some of that stuff. But it's like the thing that uh, really pops out is that the um, the fights in the book. Some of them are pretty unique, but some of them are just sort of like it's just another hand to hand combat fight kind of a thing. Right. And sometimes uh, they were sort of strung out in interesting ways, but that would have been too long for the movie. Uh, so in the movie, like the he went like he made a special effort to make each of the fights unique somehow, uh, which. I think totally worked for the characters and uh, was pretty awesome. And there's other little changes that were uh, welcome. But uh, anyway, so that's why I actually my expectations were exceeded because he, not only did he take the source material, but he also added to it. The ending is a little different. I'm not quite sure. Um, I I have a you know a little bit more of an affection for the ending from the from the series, but uh, and I have I I wish there was more of like. In the in the in the uh, series, they spend more time like showing them in love, so you can kind of get behind the fact they should be in a relationship. And they also show more time of them sort of falling out of love a little bit, so uh, that feels more earned as well. That doesn't reveal the ending, by the way. But um, so that's what I think kind of is missing, and why this didn't get like a slightly higher score. But like, yeah, this is basically even more uh, than I expected, and I, I thought it was pretty awesome. Well, I have a feeling to say exactly about what you said there okay. about uh, this whole love thing and what's missing, and whatnot. Have really quick. Which do you prefer of the two? Which oh, I don't think I don't think I can make that. Call. I mean, they're just different. Uh, you have to make one. Everyone has like everyone always says like, oh, books better, or you know, there's you know, very very rarely you hear someone say, oh, the movie's better. So Ryan, you have to tell me. Come on. They're just totally different. I mean, they're. Oh, you can't use that's a cop out. That's like Stephen King saying, well, they're apple and oranges. See, and they're exact opposites of each other. <laughs> I'm Stephen King. And I'm the- <laughs> murder you and uh, you say murder me Stephen King no I would never murder you but my Buick would um <laughs> my Buick has the shining <laughs> my Buick has Stephen King's my Buick has the shining that's his new book They're like he's not even trying anymore no he stopped writing years ago it was just under his desk he found yeah, it it's the trunk novel Ryan <laughs> the trunk novel well yeah anyway uh, um Anyway. Okay, I won't hold you to that then. But seriously, the show's over. Are you going to tell me? The comic's a better comic and the movie's a better movie. Honestly, like... It's not a better comic than what? <laughs> like, if it's, like, like comics, if it's mean, Harry Potter, I can be like, oh, I like the books better. But like this, it's like... There were there were so many things in this movie that could only happen in an audiovisual medium. And then it's the same thing with the comic. So I can't really but pick both one. both are essentially telling the same story, though. Yes. Okay. So you think... Which one tells the story better, then? All right, well, because there's more insight to the relationship, because they have more time to develop it, I'll say the comic. That's all I wanted. That's <laughs> it for the show today. I have Edgar right here, and he's upset at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's the deal with Scott Pilgrim. Oh, man, break it's it down. exactly what I expected of, uh, this, from this movie, of this movie to be, Ryan. Mm-hmm. From, knowing, uh, Scott, or, uh, from knowing Scott Pilgrim's back catalog, from knowing Edgar Wright's entire back catalog, um, and uh, from knowing kind of what to expect from the trailer and commercials and stuff I read about online, okay? Um, the problem with that, though, is it never really like exceeds that, in my opinion. It's ne- it never really surprises me in any way. Um, I feel like we're, I know where it's going most of the time. On top of that, at almost two hours, I'm only hitting the bad stuff, you know, as usual. Um, I really, really like this movie. Um, I, I feel like, um, on top of all that, too, like at almost two hours, Ryan, um, this movie is a bit too long, and really all it is, is like, maybe the first, like, I think it was like 30 or 40 minutes of movie, this movie is great, because it's just like very typical, like, Edgar Wright type dialogue back and forth stuff, right? Then they introduce this fine concept, and I'm intrigued, so I was like, I want to see these fights, right? I see the first, I'm like, okay, this is cool, I'm wondering where, uh, where else he's going to go with that. Well, in the end, I feel like there's, I guess, maybe, def- you know, two perhaps at the most fights that could have been cut from the film. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, because it's based on something else, I'm sure the comic book fans would have cried foul if that's the case, if he had done that. Um, so perhaps it's a good thing he didn't do that. But from someone like me who's just enjoying a movie, I feel like these fights went on for a bit too long. Um, it really just kind of turns into a, a brawl fest more than anything else. Um, yeah. And they kind of, it's weird because it's like big fight scene. Let's kind of get back to the story. But, oh, no, not enough time for that big fight scene. And like every time they get back to the story, I'm intrigued about that part of the movie again because that reminded me of the beginning of the movie when I actually was enjoying this a lot more. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I guess the fighting is really what I'm complaining about because that was everything I expected it to be. Um, and nothing more. While I was really into the actual story here, but there's really not enough of that to carry the movie. But he's really stretching this at two hours, too. I don't know. I I, I would have cut some of these fights, um, I think, in the end. Um, base, let me think here. If I had to pick... Um, yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, they... they... The twins fight is one that pops out of my head. That looked yes. really cool and everything, but nothing ever happens there. I don't think we even get a backstory on the twins. No, um, that's definitely yeah. one that could have gone, and it's... Uh... Too, now I think about it. it you could um, tell that he sort of was like, uh, how do I get this to be shorter? And like, you know, they, they just they sort of have a, a music one, off. For, yeah, for what's worth, each one is different in some way. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. Uh, but that, I don't know, t- it's just viewing it as a movie. I have no, you know, inkling at all of the, the back material here. Mm-hmm. But I, that sort of brought me down. Um, I mean, you're right, he really could was, not have cut entire yeah. boyfriends out because that would have changed the premise in too right, much. Right. I mean, um, but for its worth, this is a great time at the cinema. Oh yeah. Um, uh, my girlfriend, who uh, I mean, I to be honest, I don't know much at all about video games. I know what movies, the video games that this movie's referencing, because they're old school. They're the ones I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but my girlfriend, who didn't never really play video games, was having a great time with this movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this movie should play to a much better audience than Expendables would. Mm-hmm. Uh, even people who aren't into the whole nerd side of things would love this film. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, too, because um, I mentioned uh, in a post uh, Monday that I had a good theater experience, which uh, is unfortunately kind of rare for me these days. And I did have a great one at Scott Pilgrim because the uh, entire crowd was full of just all types of people. Uh, it was fairly a fairly large crowd, actually, in terms of, like, I would have expected this movie was doing better than number five. And um, this was, like, a Sunday. And... Um, there were, like, all types of people, and, like, the, there was this one dude next to me who was sort of, like, talking loud, sort of a frat kind of dude. And I was like, oh, this guy's kind of a, you know, whatever. <laughs> a frat kind of dude. Kind of a frat kind of dude. Uh, but then as we started, as the movie started and it started going, like, everybody was, hit, like, laughing at all the right beats. Everybody was, like, enjoying the movie. And uh, I felt like, man, I mean, I'm glad I saw this in a crowd. Like, people were yes. really enjoying it, and they were heightening my enjoyment of it uh, as well. So, like, that's the kind of reason I, I still like going to the movies, but... Uh, uh, it's it's sort of overshadowed a little. Maybe forget briefly about the reasons why I really don't like going to the movies uh, anymore. But anyway, well, you know, I was the exact opposite. It was just like us, and like I said, this like one other couple who we did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good of theater experience because everyone was quiet and everything. But uh, you know, everyone seemed to be laughing, and it's funny because uh, kind of like what you know, this frat dude. It's to me, you know, everyone sure everyone's laughing at the same beats, but everyone I think was like it appealed to different people in different ways too, which is good. I think people were enjoying. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Um, people were laughing at things I wasn't laughing at, and people were. Uh, I think a good example of Logan laughing only is Frank is uh, Michael Sir saying bread makes you fat and then it just cuts away really quick yeah. um, that was a, a great moment in the theater Logan's like ah, ha, ha, and no one else um, see my but, theater loved that yes yeah right right so yeah uh, I, I but, you know with only four people I can't expect a, a great reaction from that but like you said uh, the slow motion high five with Thomas Jane yeah, yeah, doing a weird was, cameo <laughs> was amazing just thinking about that yes this movie is full of great moments like that all that being said, though, Ryan, I'm gonna bring you down once again. Um, is I've like I've left the movie and uh, like I, you know I'm thinking back fondly on these jokes and everything, but for what the movie is actually trying to do, I'm not thinking so fondly on. Like I, I have no like remembrance so well of the fight scenes and like what was going on there. Uh, the parts that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about and enjoying are the parts that I'd get from any Edgar Wright film, I guess, like the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Hot Fuzz is still my favorite Edgar Wright film. I give that an amazing nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this film, not so much. Uh, right now, it stands at a seven for me. Um, and yeah, I had a great time with it and everything like that. But and I will definitely buy this movie on DVD. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, so but no, I wasn't like I wasn't super like I don't know. In the end, I, I do feel like it was over long, and there could have been some stuff cut here. Um, that's me. Now, I'm not looking all at the, at the source material when I say that. And because it is from the source material, it's very regarded and everything. I guess it has to be as it keeps that certain point. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's like, it's a must-buy for you, but it's only a 7. That's uh, I'm surprised. I mean, you, well, you know me, Ryan. A 7's pretty good. 
It is, um, but I guess it's probably the Edgar Wright factor that makes it a must-buy for you. Yes, yeah, right, right. And in the end, I can, I'll can i tell you right now, unless you know, this, the Oscar season is supposed to be hit, uh, heating up soon and everything, um, but for me, this is probably going to be my top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's that good of a movie. Well, I certainly agree. I gave it a nine, and I think it is my favorite movie of the year. I was, so when we were leaving, she's like, what do you think Ryan's going to think about this movie? I'm like, a nine. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. That's totally. so funny. Because, like, I, you know, this is what I think you and I would have had an excellent time in this theater. Uh, like, if we'd seen this together. And I think, it's oddly enough, I feel like you would have bumped up to ten. I would have bumped up to eight if we saw this If we were together. together, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we would have been, like, high-fiving the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a good film. I highly recommend Scott Pilgrim. Um, it. Based, based on the returns, it looks like you guys didn't see it this weekend. So why not go see it? Yeah, go see it. Take your go see it again. I don't know. Uh, you mentioned something Take about Expendables being something you know better to see again, but like, see Scott no, Pilgrim again. That. No, you no, no. S- I did not say see the Expendables again. You said it's uh, something. What did you say? Something about a thing. I, I don't listen to you. Exception is what people would see. Again. I know that's what I meant. I'm sorry. That's like totally no, I, what I meant. It's a completely different film than the Expendables. I was. I just yes. said something completely different. That's totally what I meant to say. Is Exception. But uh, see Scott Pilgrim again and catch some video game reference you missed the first time or read all that text that you didn't read the first time. Yes, exactly. Chances are, if based on box office returns, you've seen Inception four times now anyway. It's, you're, so, you've done. You've done ex- yeah, you're, you're not going to ever get Inception, all right? Your friend Steve can finally explain it to you if you need to know, okay? All right, there's an infographic online that'll explain it all. Meanwhile, go see Scott Pilgrim. You'll get it instantly, um, and you'll have a good time. Uh, you will. And read those uh, those comics, too, because they're super quick reads, and they're very cheap. You can pick them up for, like, six or seven bucks a, a pop. There's six of them. They're great. Did you say sex? Sex bucks a pop yes. is my new band. Okay. Um, well, and also, sick. can we just say, well done, Edgar Wright, for making three movies that are all good? I mean, who? what other director makes three movies in a row that are good? I think Wright's made a good film, an amazing film, and a great film, Ryan. There you go. In that particular order. You I, guys can see it out for yourself. I would say that's probably true. I would agree with you there. Um, I still come down Shaun of the Dead, and it's funny because Shaun of the Dead I I like. Like I mm-hmm. I always have like good memories of Shaun of the Dead. But every time I watch, I'm like, this is a great first and second act. But what happens in the third act of that film? Yeah, I like agree. it's like sentimental and emotional. I'm like, what is going on here? I agree. Uh, but you know what? I'm glad he got away from the uh, from the Simon Pegg, uh, Nick Frost stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went off to do Paul. We'll see how that turns out. Um, McCartney. Beetle. <laughs> they're doing they're Paul. Both, McCart- they're both dating him now. It seems it's odd. Awesome. Oh, speak. That was the one trailer I actually wanted to talk about. Did you see one for Nowhere Boy? No, I've seen. Uh, oddly enough, seen pictures of the kid from Kickass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his accent's pretty good. Um, I'll look into that. It's not yeah. too hard to do a. Uh, the Beatles, I think, are easy to pick out based on their accents. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid so who's doing Paul doesn't sound much like Paul, but I. I it's okay as long as the Beatles yeah, like, is good. Does he have Because that's usually how Paul gets oh, yes. cast. Things. Yeah. Okay. There totally. you go. I, I'm swooning in my pants. Mm-hmm. So I still want to see it. I'll check it out. Anyway, so anyway, No More Boy gets a nine. And maybe see Scott Pilgrim a lot. And maybe don't see Expendables. I, I'm with you on both those things. Good. Um, except for maybe seeing Scott Pilgrim. I think you should see Scott Pilgrim. Totally. Then maybe see it a lot. Okay. And meanwhile, maybe not see Expendables. All right. But if you do see it, I think you'll be okay. I think okay. you'll survive. <laughs> what if I don't see it? Then Mickey Work will come to your house. <laughs> and finish that tattoo, Ryan. He'll, as he tattoos my back, he'll be like, "Man, uh, there was a woman in Namu." Uh, <laughs> Entertainment Weekly is their this is their 20th anniversary, and so uh, each week they do a um, a like 20 years of something famous, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, a, a favorite moment. Well, they did uh, my favorite worst interview, mm-hmm. and it was the guy who interviewed Mickey Rourke for the wrestler. And apparently, he went over to Rourke's house. Rourke had all these guns and, de- and knives all over the desk. <laughs> that the guy's interview him across, uh-huh. and so when he finally said something about it, like he grabbed a gun, leaned over, he's like, "What are you, a sissy boy?" <laughs> and like he pretty much like held the gun up to the guy. He's like, "Oh, gotta go. <laughs> I'll see the wrestler and let you know." I think <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so yes, Mickey Rourke is still badass, crazy, insane. Perfect. I wouldn't have him any other way. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's about what I expect from. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we already mentioned CriticalIn.com. It's a great place for uh, trailers. I think we said and. Uh, some nudity, you know. <laughs> uh, we could be persuaded for some uh, little extra coin, maybe. You know what I mean? uh, uh, yeah. Also, iTunes is a pretty good website. Not not really a website, but an application uh, through which you can do a search for Critical Engine. You apply for. Uh, uh, it's an application. It's a thing with the. Um, Twitter. You can find us there too. I think sure. there's one more. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why Twitter. Not? Okay. Twitter. Great. We're Critical End on Twitter. All one word. Yeah. And uh, Facebook. Also, we're on Facebook. Critical end with the exclamation point. Search for us. Like us. Man, Ryan. Hmm? It's screwballs time. <laughs> no, it's not. Screwballs. Uh, oh, 
Put your screwballs away. Oh, I had to pause it, Ryan. I can't take this. Woo! <laughs> All the screwballs in the first two seconds were amazing. It's like the... Listen, I, got, I gotta go. I see you next week for Screwballs 2. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. We'll see you. Yeah, awesome. All right. but okay let's go get some screwballs <laughs> you read it the wrong screwballs by mistake <laughs> i think this is what about screwballs the frank oz comedy yeah yeah uh i, I think that um <laughs> this really should have ended before we started never mind any of that yeah screwballs <laughs> good i gave it a nine <laughs> okay so at the top of my imdb page are you still on imdb yeah have you seen the Weeds, uh, mm-hmm. Showtime? Okay. Yeah. The Big C, am I wrong for thinking that's cunt, or is that what it is? <laughs> no, it's cancer. Oh, oh, are they supposed to try to be doing that to me? Or is it, did I just instantly think of cunt, and that makes me a bad person? Um, I I can totally see cunt. Let me tell you. Is, is that what they're going for, though? Or is, no. like the, is cancer known as the Big C? Cancer is known as the Big C, I think. Okay, well, shame on me. Um, well, I don't on. know. Maybe that is what they're going for, too, but I know cancer is known as the Big C. I just said the tagline's time to grab life by the balls, so I was wondering if she's some sort of, like, man killer or something like that. I could look into it, but I don't want to. I don't want to search, like, Laura Linney cunt online. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if you found that? She's like, yeah, I know, I'm uh, my cunt. Let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> she has this website. She said Sarah Chan. She's like, oh, how's it going? Yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> just by. Just reading a paper. Yeah. She's act- Actually, this is an adaptation of Vinegar Tom, so. The blonde-headed girl, the lesbian girlfriend, was from Arrested Development, too, which is pretty awesome. She dated him on Arrested Development. Yeah, she was really funny. A little reunion thing there. When I, um, when I read that, the line, that's her first line in the comic, too. You punched me in the boob! And I read yeah. that, and I was like, <laughs> I wonder how that's actually going to play. Like, I can't imagine somebody reading that, what? those words, and she totally pulled it off perfectly. That is something that girls actually say, though, Ryan. Right. Um, like, yeah, I've heard that so much, like, growing up with my sisters, whenever we, whenever we play, like, kickball or something like oh, that. really? Yeah, whenever you like you throw something at them, that's what's that's what's said. Like, you know, it hit my boob or you threw it at my boob, one of those things. It's always funny. Like it's never not funny. That is hilarious. Um and now that I just randomly grab my girlfriend's boob, mm-hmm. she's like, You grab me in the boob Just I'm to like, hear oh, her yeah, say that. You know? Yeah, just to hear her say You're that. Like, I know. <laughs> Sometimes I just do it on the street, you know, like you know. <laughs> Just to hear not because you <laughs> like grabbing her boob, just to hear her say that. Just uh, no, I say it though when I do it in the streets. I'm like, I'm grabbing you in the boob. <laughs> As I, as I grab them in the boot. But I hope you say it before you actually land the grab. So, like, it's kind of like a, like a warning. I jumped the gun, though. Then they run, you know? That's your I mistake. Grab you in the boot. That's your big mistake, though. If you only talk it better and say it to people you know, that helps. Yeah, it's... I'm grabbing you in the boot. You're actually kind of indignant about it. Oh I'm grabbing you in the boot. Very Seinfeld way of doing this. Like, and what's the deal with this? Why am I grabbing you in the boot? I don't know. <laughs> grab a grab a grab a grab a. <laughs> oh, is that the move that needs grabbing? Yes, it is. I'm still recording this. I might put this after the credits because this is pretty <laughs> critical in hits. The big C in boob boobs. grabbing. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. boobs. Ryan, the cats and dogs sequel made all of its money back already. Well, how? Yeah, because it was in 3D. Like that's the only way. Why? Like people will like. It's. I guess they're making the extra money off of that and all sorts of stuff now. I don't believe that that's actually working. Like there are people who don't even see that stuff in 3D. Like kids don't want to wear glasses the whole time. Well, yeah, that was converted. Actually, kids do want to wear glasses the whole time. They're the only ones that do. Oh really? Um, uh, oddly enough, yeah. On our way in to see Scott Pilgrim, there's a big sign outside that said "Now available in kid size," and it's like the real D glasses. Hmm. Like they have them now just for kids. Um, so I guess. People were complaining. They're like, they're falling off my kid's face. His face is the size of a walnut. <laughs> Sir, your baby needs medical attention. Are you going to grab your boob? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you just dressed up a walnut like a baby to get an extra <laughs> pair of 3D glasses. And you can let go of my boob now. And I, <laughs> not yet. Hold on. <laughs> my boy is not the same. Oh, not a baby. That's a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Mr. Potato Boobs. 
<laughs> Listen, Ryan, I'm going to go down to my favorite adult bookstore right now and buy Mr. Potato Boobs, okay? I don't know if that's... that's a real they might thing. not have that there. Yeah. You should call ahead, at least. My Mr. Potato Vibrator. Oh, don't stick a potato there. <laughs> it's a vibrator. No, it's a, vibri- it's a vibrator. It's a vibrato? It's a vibrator that you can dress up in different ways. See, it has, like, detachable eyes and... You feel like... <laughs> I'm selling this right now. Tonight, uh, my vibrator is going to have an inquisical look. Like, oh. Hmm. Why am I Logan's vibrator? What's this? Oh, it's Lord Lenny's cunt. Never mind. Thus, the big C was born. <laughs> yes, it was. Anyway. All right. Okay. I think I'm gonna put like this whole 20 minutes just after the credits. Well, just people can just choose to listen to this crap if they want. Logan and Ryan hate women. Basically, <laughs> it's basically Logan talking about cunts and grabbing boobs. I mean, it's not a great thing to, to put up. <laughs> Um, people have to know the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they got it off my Christmas special. <laughs> Fuck whores. <laughs> Logan Lee joins cunts and big boobs for Christmas was worth remembering. Logan Lee and Dean Martin's gold diggers in <laughs> Fuck whores, a merry Logan Christmas. <laughs> oh, how dare you drag the good name of Dean Martin into this, Ryan. I didn't mean, he just, it was just apple juice most of the time. Now, Jimmy Dean would have been okay, because he sells sausage. It's kind of related to what we're talking about. A little about. bit sexy, yeah. Mr. Potato Sausage did not sell very well, let me tell you. <laughs> no one wanted that. Oh. Whew. Oh, I'm cramping, Ryan. I'm cramping. Okay, I'm not going to overwork you anymore. I'll go watch Screwballs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grabbing your... That's the Logan... That's one of the things the Logan doll would say when you pull the string. I'm cramping. Stop <laughs> pulling that kid's string, kid. I'm cramping. I'm cramping. <laughs> No, not that. <laughs> Although that too, it would be like I'm grabbing your boob, and then like the next oh, one. Would, okay. <laughs> that's like the happy. The next I'm one would be. Enough, though, it has to get tired. I'm yeah. cramping. I'm cramping. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> you have a talking a peewee doll or something like that, kid. These 3D glasses don't fit on my walnut head. <laughs> Why don't you introduce me to talking Barbie over there? <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. How did he know? <laughs> Got a sensor. Don't touch me there, kid. This is a special sensor. Talking Barbie and talking Logan know when the other one's in the room. <laughs> we, be, we begin talking in Furbish. Don't get me. <laughs> Don't put Mookie me in. Mookie Gunwana. Bata Solo. Wait, they think he's talking in hoodies now. That's not what I oh, ordered. Okay. okay, well, I'm seriously leaving. Screwballs awaits. Screwballs waits for no man, Ryan. <laughs> Screwballs waits for no man. Okay, well, I will see you next week. All right, good show. See you. Bye. Bye.